everybody. This is Pastor Adam. For those of you who are not uh, attenders of Old Stone Presbyterian Church, I am the pastor here and wanted to start a midweek podcast to do what I think are deep dives. And what I mean by that is, you know, we only have so much time during Sunday. I can only get so many thoughts out in 15 minutes and oftentimes if I do too much then what happens is is I end up preaching a sermon and a half or a sermon and two-thirds and as a result that means both sermons the full sermon and the half sermon are complicated and confusing so what I thought about doing is instead of trying to throw everything in on Sunday is to set up this podcast as a time that we can together think about what happened on the Sunday before and look to the next Sunday now, as the first week, I don't have much, and I've been gone for a couple weeks on vacation. And so this week, we're going to start, and uh, for the next four weeks, we're going to be discussing together the book of Esther. And so I want to break down a little bit about Esther, talk a little bit about uh, chapters one through three, and then want to spend a little bit of time talking about the character of Vashti. Vashti is an interesting individual throughout uh, the book of Esther, and really shapes a lot of the conversation about the book uh, in current discourse. So I want to talk a little bit about her, and um, again, would be something I would love to spend 20 minutes on on Sunday, but can't do. So Esther is a book in the Old Testament. It is it's a later book. It could be written as late as the first century AD, but could be somewhere uh, as, as early as the 4th century uh, BCE. What we do know is that this is a post-exilic writing, and what I mean by that is that it was written after 583 BC, once uh, the Babylonians had, had captured uh, the people and, and had left the land and had gone into exile. So this had all been done, people were returning to their homes, and now they were trying to figure out who they were. Now, this book relates an episode in the reign of Xerxes I, who's also called Ahasuerus, who is a king of Persia from 486 to 465 BC. And it tells how Esther, who is a kinswoman of Mordecai, attend, attained a position of influence and honor as a royal consort, and then used that power and influence uh, to save her fellow country folk when they were in danger of extermination by who is the villain of the book, Haman. Now, you know, we don't know anything about um, Esther. It's not written necessarily in um, you know, other outside of scripture, other historical references. We do know that there was a king, uh, Xerxes I, Ahasuerus, who actually did exist. So it's not entirely impossible that uh, this episode had happened. But we can take a guess that the reason why it's here in the canon in the Old Testament was it helps to describe Purim. And also, it's just, it's a great book. And part of the reason why I thought it would be good to spend a month uh, of the year and kind of walk away from the lectionary text is, first off, throughout the three-year revised common lectionary, the book of Esther is only mentioned once, and God is silent. So in a world that sometimes... Um, it's easy to not always see God's presence. And indeed, I think in any faith journey, we have moments where we don't recognize easily God's presence in our lives. This is a great book for us to learn a little bit more about how to still be faithful 
in those quiet times. So this Sunday, which will be the 14th, if I remember right, we're going to start by reading chapters 1 through 3. And one of the neat things that we're going to do this month at Old Stone as we go through Esther is we're going to do dramatic readings, acting it out. And part of that is inspired by Purim itself. And so I think that'll be really interesting uh, to do, and I'm excited to have folks kind of rotate in and tell this story. But we're going to do the first three chapters. And what I think is interesting about having these grouped together is it really tells the early story of what is happening. Um, when we finish those first three chapters, we'll see that things look really, really, really bleak for our Jewish friends. We don't know what's going to happen to the Hebrew people, and in fact, it looks like they are going to be facing their certain doom. And so one of the questions that I would invite you all to think about in this week, and we can return to it next week as we uh, look at some things that perhaps in my sermon I would wanted to have emphasized more or things that I would have wanted to change, it would be what is it like to try to experience God and to know God's presence even when things look bleak and even when times that we can't hear or see God? How does knowing, how does faith, act itself out in our daily lives when there aren't the outward signs that demonstrate that, yes, God is near. And so perhaps the most difficult thing is to stop at chapter 3 and to see that we don't have any resolve. If we were living the story at that moment, we would not know what tomorrow would hold. And in fact, we might be thinking that the end was near. And I think it's very easy to think in our own lives that when we live in the most bleak moments that the only thing we can see is the darkness. Now no longer able to use my own senses to understand what's going on in the world. Now one of the interesting issues in those first three chapters is the issues uh, with the character of Vashti. Now Vashti is uh, Xerxes' wife and part of this three chapters is that Xerxes calls for his wife to dance in front of him and, and his friends that are around this feast, and Vashti refuses to do so. It makes uh, Xerxes feel like a fool, and um, as a result, she is deposed from her throne, and that's how we start to move towards potentially having Esther uh, become queen. Now, obviously, this is a complicated issue, especially in 2019. If we think about it, the idea of somebody being required to uh, dance lasciviously in front of uh, one other for I would say 99% of folks is an uncomfortable thing to consider. Uh, many scholars who have looked at Vashti uh, and through a feminist lens have elevated her to an icon because of her unwillingness to dance in front of the king and to stand up for what she thought was the right thing. You know, I think there is some, some deeply uh, empowering uh, thinking to say that Vashti should be uh, a feminist icon. Feminine figures have been uh, backgrounded in ways that doesn't help uh, anybody who is trying to look for women in scripture who can be elevated and have a point to be able to see um, themselves in the text. Uh, there, there simply just aren't enough. However, and this is an interesting part of um, studying texts, it's helpful to think about, well, in terms of the author themselves and what point were they trying to get across, uh, what's the primary point? And it seems to be that on either side of this argument, wherever you would fall on it, um, that it is a secondary argument to the main point, which is how are we able to see Esther in her point of prominence? Um, and certainly, I think this is something that the church deals with all the time, right? 
we have lots of ways that we don't agree, and some of them can be pretty superfluous, like should we get the china down every Sunday or should we use styrofoam plates? And certainly you can set up camps on either side of that. You know, all the way full of, you know, even our own denomination, the PCUSA, you know, it's been years now of having um, different churches leave the denomination because of varying ways that they don't agree with the direction that the denomination has made. Uh, if all we do is take our ball and go home on different issues, then um, we're never going to find any sort of solution. And so it's helpful to read the story and to say, well, what ultimately are we understanding here? What is the ultimate thesis? Is the ultimate thesis to have a discourse on Vashti, or is the ultimate thesis to understand who Esther is and how did Esther get into the situation that she's in? And moreover, how are we recognizing the culture at the time is certainly not exactly the most positive, helpful, or healthy for anybody. And it seems to me that the latter is more important, at least at this point, than uh, to get ourselves on either side of the Vashti debate. Now, of course, we want to sit down together and spend uh, time talking about the pros and cons of either one of those points. I think it would be incredibly valuable. So uh, that is our podcast for this week. Uh, of course, as I start to figure out how to do this, I'll get better. And, of course, you can always listen to our sermons with our podcast. If you just look up Old Stone Presbyterian Church, you can look, f uh, look for it through Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, keep in mind, too, we've got a bunch of things going on this week that are coming up. We'll have our Holy Happy Hour on Friday. We'll have a bike ride coming up soon, and we've got all sorts of fun things, including this Sunday we've got our putt-putt outing like we did last year, and I'm excited to hopefully do a little bit better than I did last year. All right, folks, again, this is uh, Pastor Adam Anderson. A wonderful day. God bless, and talk to you soon.